God I forbid wish, you critique Sasha Banks. I wish. <laughs> Shut up. Grapple to Apple, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you're as excited as I am that hockey's coming back on January 13th. Um, I don't know. No. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I don't really care for sports or sports entertainment at this current juncture in my life. Well, so. talk about a Debbie Downer. But, you know who's not a Debbie Downer? SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Podcasts. You got Apple Podcasts. You got iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. As always, you're listening to one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, the Shakespearean Candidate, the Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I'll be, because baby, that's why I is. Don't you know this by now? Come on. Join. But my hetero life, mate, man, tell them who you are. Because apparently they forget these things. I am the very sensual, the very tired of 2020. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, the general, your champion, Shades. No, Shades. Stir Shades. Champion Shades. We just finished watching... WWE TLC 2020 live from the Thunderdome and Tropicana Field. And well, we've we've got some stuff to discuss. Per usual, we gotta do a little recap, a little review. But before we do any of that, sir, could I ask of a favor? Yes, what do you need? Ring thy bell, please. So, do you want to start? Should I start? Who do you want to start? So, I guess um, we can skip straight over the the, the pre-show. The what? <laughs> the pre-show starts off at 6 o'clock Eastern specific time. <laughs> it, uh, eight-man tag. Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis. Taking on the team of King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. I didn't watch this. I was actually cooking. I didn't. Re- I thought that the pre-show was going to start at seven, and then the show starts off at eight. That wasn't the case. I got in two minutes before the pay-per-view started. Excuse me, and learned about the results midway through the pay-per-view. Biggie picking up the win for his team, which also secures him an Intercontinental Championship opportunity this Friday on the Christmas episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. I also did not watch the kickoff match because I didn't know it was a thing. So, and like you, you know, I found out during the show when they, you know, just said it in passing and I was like, oh, well, okay then. So we move on to the main show, the main card. TLC itself opens with a TLC itself. 
we have AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre facing off for the WWE Championship in the first of two TLC tables, ladders, and chairs matches of the night. Um, I thought this was a relatively fine match. Um, I didn't think they were going to open with the WWE Championship. And it just goes to show that either they have a lot of trust in AJ and Drew, or they just don't care about the WWE Championship. And for the sake of being controversial, as we usually are, they don't care about the WWE Championship. I mean, well, that's a given. But the thing, like, you, when you don't the English, William, um, when WWE does these gimmick matches turn pay-per-views, they typically bookend the show with the two matches. They usually get, like, a men's and a women's or the Universal and WWE. So they usually bookend them. So I'm not too surprised that they opened with a TLC match. And when you think about it, which is going to open versus Drew and AJ or Kevin Owens and, and Roman Reigns, it's pretty obvious which one's going to open the show. So yeah, I wasn't too surprised in that regard. Um, to me... The match picks up. Dare I dare, do I go straight for the for the big surprise go, here? Go straight for it, man. The Miz decides to cash in his money in the bank contract. Now, before you go any further, yes, sir. Our our, our friend Manny Clash yes. sends me a text message prior to the pay per view starting. It says. The Miz is going to cash in his money in the bank and win. And I said, okay, but how are they going to get rid of Omos? Mm-hmm. He's like, they're going to have to take him out somehow. And I'm like, okay. So I he, don't agree, but I can see it happening. So Mr. Clash was half right. The and Miz- that's exactly what he texted me after he saw it. He said, <laughs> well, at least I was half right. <laughs> uh, the Miz does, in fact, cash in. And you were right in your critique of his prediction because what ends up thwarting the Miz is almost, um, at least initially, you know, almost is, is he gets in the ring and he brings in, you know, he stops the Miz from <clears throat> winning the championship when he cashes in. And so then it becomes a legit triple threat match. I mean, obviously they announced the triple threat match once, the Miz cashes in, but it becomes an actual match. Like we don't, it's not just cash in game. It's, you know, it's a little, it's somewhat reminiscent to WrestleMania when Rollins won, where it wasn't immediate. I mean, it was like five minutes later, but it wasn't immediate. And so the same thing, the same idea here. It wasn't immediate. We actually had some follow-up. It looked for, I'm not going to lie to you. At some point I did think AJ was going to win. It looked like, AJ was going to win, and I thought to myself, are they really doing this? No way. Are they? No. Are they? No. And they didn't, which is fine, because it's what I expected. You know, there's no reason to take the title off of Drew. Um, I would have preferred, and I hope that somewhere down the line we get a straight-up Drew versus AJ match, because I think using AJ's skill... And Drew's not a bad wrestler either. So letting the two of them just wrestle and have a good match could do a lot for Drew and the WWE title right now. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, for what this was, this was fine. 
You take the briefcase off the Miz without the Miz winning. You get Drew McIntyre to retain. AJ gets to do AJ stuff. You know, you get almost to be involved and and be relevant. Look like, an, not, look like an absolute monster. Yeah, exactly. He looks like a monster. He's relevant in the match and he's significant to the match, but at the same time, he doesn't factor into the to the final result. And so I thought in terms of booking, this is a well booked match. I thought the match was fine for it what it was, and you know, it was cool. Uh, a lot of people took to the interwebs to complain. Why have the Miz cash in if he's not going to win? And I said, this is the, the quickest, the easiest way to get the, the Money in the Bank briefcase off of the Miz. They painted themselves into a corner with Otis winning anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have had Otis and um, Tucker break up another way. Yeah. Um, not that you, you need to break need them that. up anyway because you put, well, you put Otis with Chad Gable, so what's the point? Exactly. Um <laughs> So they're like, what's the point of having Miz with the money in the bank? And it's just like, it's it's just a thing. Uh, There was a person I saw saying, because Jericho invented the match, they're trying to make it seem like it doesn't mean anything. And I was like, no, because they have an entire pay-per-view dedicated to this. It doesn't make any sense to do that. So... It's um, not like let's, it's not relevant still or significant. It's still a huge part of WWE's yearly calendar and their canon in terms of storyline. You know, the Money in the Bank winner does not have to win every time. In fact, this is what, the third or fourth ca- failed cash-in? Um, Baron Corbin. Um... What was it, Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger actually cashed in his, his successfully. I know there was like three or four um, that cashed in unsuccessfully. And like, I, I'm not going to lie, I like that because it, it eliminates a bit of, of predictability. You know, you don't want it to be automatic every time. You want to have some sense of realism. The you know the wrestler has to. Not every wrestler is going to do it at the right time. You know, not everyone's going to execute it perfectly. Um, maybe you don't get played like Baron Corbin, who got played dummy like John by John Cena, which you know not great. Um, but I don't know. I I I have no reason to complain about the Miz losing the the you know catching it and, and failing. So, I think the first, uh, the first person to fail their cash in was John Cena on CM Punk, and then Damian Sandow. Damian um, Sandow—that's what I was thinking of. Not um... Baron Corbin uh, failed his cash in. Uh, Braun Strowman relinquished his contract and announced his match like he's cashing it in at Hell in the Cell. John Cena, Damian Sandow, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman are the only holders to f- cash in and fail. And now, in the midst of that. Yes. So, Otis and The Miz are also... Um, 
Does Otis count as a failed cash-in? Because he didn't cash it in. He lost it. No, but he won it, and he didn't cash it in. So there's been three cash-ins. Um, John Cena technically won his his title match by disqualification. And then they had a triple threat match. So he didn't lose his cash and he just won by disqualification. Um, Damien Sandow was technically the first person to cash in and lose. Baron Corbin and The Miz. Everyone else has cashed in successfully. Mm-hmm. All with the exception of Braun Strowman who cashed in in advance. Did somebody else cash in in advance? I could have sworn somebody else did. Uh, Damien Sandow. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, it doesn't. It's not, it shouldn't be automatic. It doesn't have to be automatic. It shouldn't be automatic. I'm happy it wasn't. Let's move on. So our next match. Oh, not sorry. My apologies. I have to get back to the because I'm looking at all the uh, statistics for Money in the Bank. Mm. So the next match we have the. SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Sasha Banks defending her championship against the newly repackaged Carmella. Um, <sighs> the match was better than it had any business being, but it was it was just an okay match. Um, it kind of felt weird because Sasha's technically a heel and Carmella is a heel so you have two heels going at it but as we always no, state since Bailey turned on Sasha Sasha's a face yeah she's she's kind of that tweener phase where she'll she can do the heel she'll do the face dynamic I don't know I think um, I think in their booking she's a firmly a baby face right now um well I I don't see it that way, but listen again. I don't really watch much, a lot of Sasha Banks's matches. Um, I I I don't. Okay, so the match itself was okay. Uh, what drove me insane was I the the Ray, Rodney or uh, whatever the the dude's name is that's at Carmella's side. Oh, oh, what is his name? They, they, like, they made a point to say it like 14 times, and I was just like, yeah, I don't care. Is it Rodney? So, I think so. So, he pulls Carmella out of the ring after, like, when she's being uh, in the bank statement. Oh. How is that not a disqualification? He physically pulled the, the 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 competitor out of the ring. That should be an automatic DQ. So now it's not a DQ for the sake of storyline purposes. Go somewhere with that. Um. So from the way I understand it, and it's not to defend WWE because I'm not one to defend WWE. But from what I uh, am, yeah. the way I understand it, it's he didn't attack anybody. Firstly. And secondly, he's in Carmella's corner. So if she, you know, I don't know, does something to him or whatever, like it's not a big deal because he's in her corner. Um, 
So I think that's the reason for the non-DQ. If you're in the person's corner and you don't, like, he didn't strike her. He didn't hit her. He didn't push her. He didn't shove her. He, he got, he got involved in the match. But by, but he just pulled Carmella out of the ring. That's all he did. How is that different from, like, okay, so let's say Carmella and, and Bailey and Bailey, Jiminy. Um, if Carmella and Sasha are on opposite sides of the ring, right, and Carmella's downed, and the guy just leans over under the ropes and pulls Carmella out of the ring just to, like, so she can compose herself. Is that a DQ? It should be. Why? He got involved in the match. But he, but he didn't, like, do it. He didn't it's, inflict it's, any it's, violence it's, on anybody. Doesn't matter. If you're involving yourself into the match, you're not part of the match. That's a disqualification. By by I by the rule, by textbook you're, rule. You're painting with broad strokes, buddy. No. In in the past, for sure, um, someone's been disqualified for like their manager pulling out, pulling them out, or like uh, saving them from the no, match or something I've, like that. I can't remember a single time I've ever seen that. I've also watched more wrestling than you, so okay. I'm a thousand percent sure I've actually seen this. Or something to this effect. I'm just saying, like, it it, it was stupid because the ref. All right, not not to mention, if he did get in, you know, when he got involved, the ref should do the whole like overreaction and throw him out. So it's a one on one now. Like, if no one at her. That should happen. So, but an interaction between. A wrestler and their valet or manager is not against the rules. I I just I don't I don't want to talk own, about it. If they roll out on their own accord and they have a team huddle or they give them a bottle of water, is that a DQ? No, because it's just they're but not getting pulled out of the ring. That's still going on, so they're interfering in the match. No, now now you're what you're doing is you're. You're you're painting with broad strokes now. What I'm saying is he he physically altered um, the match. Uh, uh, he could have fi- altered the match outcome by pulling Carmella out while she was in a submission. That that warrants a DQ. Giving your 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 superstar that you're valeting for water or coming up with a team plan is not the same thing. I don't know. I mean, look. I, I don't necessarily disagree that something should something should be done in that issue in that situation, but what I'm saying is that in the context of WWE, to me that's never been a DQ. I've seen that a million times, it's never a DQ. Interacting with your own valet or manager, especially when it's something that not they're not hurting anybody, it's not a DQ. Yeah, uh, but I, you know but what you're not understanding is I don't I don't Think it's your understanding is she's in the bank statement. He pulls her I out. I 100% that's, understand that's what you're involving saying. himself into the match during a submission. How is that not a DQ? Because he's just saving her. If, okay, okay. That's, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, that's, that's an illegal move. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here, here, perfect example. If the move is not a submission move, if Sasha Banks and Carmelo in the middle of a match and Sasha wants to hit Carmelo with a super kick. Not that she ever does it, but whatever. Let's 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 say for the sake of the argument, 
and the guy jumps in the way and eats the super kick, should he be dis- should Carmelo be disqualified? No. Why not? It's the same principle. He's saving her without harming the other. He didn't touch Sasha. He I, did not I don't, touch I, Sasha. I, I, Turn your brain on. What I'm saying is Carmella oh, is man. in the bank statement. She can yes. tap out at any time. Yes. He yes. is pulling her out while she's in mid-submission. Yes. That's that that warrants a disqualification. You Not are involving yourself WWE's in the match. Well, if you and I I'm if you and I were booking a wrestling match, I'd be with you 100 percent I'd say, yep, that's a DQ. But the way WWE books, that's not a DQ. Well, the, the way the WWE books is, is completely asinine. That's that's, what, that's duh. So that's that's the point that I'm trying to get across. Like this should have been a D. I'm I'm not suspending uh, belief for the sake of story progression. What I'm saying is, in in based in reality. That should have been a DQ. I mean, it didn't make a difference at the end of the day because um, Sasha Banks uh, reversed the code of silence into the bank statement, which, by the way, I do not like the bank statement as a submission. It's a little late now. <laughs> it's it's so like literally if you just turn your body a little bit, you're out of the submission. There's no like there's nothing keeping them there. In the submission, you know? Well, when she's in a blood feud, she normally lays on their back and torques harder. So then that one is a real, like, let's legit. But still, all you got to do is, like, there's she, she's not holding your legs. She's, when she did, she did put, like, um, Carmella in the cross face. She put her arm yeah. in the cross face. Yeah. Um, so maybe that I would like to see more as opposed to just holding their face where you can literally just roll out of it. Like yeah. if you roll out of it a little bit, you're out of the submission at the cross face, at least your arm is locked and you, there's more of believability that you can't get out. That's fair. That's, fair. That's a fair criticism of the move. Um, like um, the Oscar lock. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like the Oscar lock. I know it's a cross face chicken wing, but Oscar's arm when it's when it's across the face isn't doing anything. It's just there. Yeah. She's not holding onto her shoulder and she's not choking her. It's just she's holding her arm back and she's holding her arm across their the her opponent's chest. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> my so my critique is not necessarily like even a critique, really. Um, God, forbid I wish you critique Sasha Banks. I wish <laughs> shut up. Um, I wish Carmella was a better technical wrestler because mm-hmm. to see so both of their finishers are submissions. And I think the mm-hmm. Code of Silence is a really good submission move, to be honest. I really I think it looks really good. You know, I think it's I think it's a cool looking finish. If we were able to get a code of silence versus bank statement kind of match, which is kind of what the finish was. I think that would have been awesome, but Carmella's just not there, and it's not to say that Carmella hasn't improved from when she got called up. Because man, night and day, um, but she's you know she's not there. She's not a technical savant. She's not you know a submission specialist the same way some might think Sasha is or Natalia. She's not you know like if she was she gets the job done. Yeah, no, know? for sure, for sure. But what I'm saying, her move is such a good move. 
and it's a, it's a submission move. And then Sasha's is a submission move that's booked super strong. It would have been awesome to have a, a you know, submission move versus submission move based match where they're working each other's, you know, upper bodies and back to get to that. And they're trying to get to it the entire match. You know, like Sasha's working Carmella's back and every chance she gets, she goes for the the bank statement and Carmella's working, you know, Sasha's neck. And every time that she gets a chance, she goes for the code of silence. Like if they could have built it that way, then the match would have been even better. But unfortunately, Carmella's not there. And on top of that, WWE like that. They also gave him only 12 minutes. It's hard to work, um, you know, uh, yeah, ligaments and, and body parts in a 12-minute match, with, especially when you have outside shenanigans. Yeah. And I also don't think they understand what kind of feud they're booking. Because is it supposed to be like a, a, a passionate, angry feud? Because then if that's the case, I don't think you'd be seeing that much rolling around in submission stuff. Like, if mm-hmm. this is if I'm Sasha and my whole thing is I'm so sick and tired of Carmella jumping me and hitting me with, with champagne bottles, I'm just going for like, you know, physical, brutal punches and kicks and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So it's I'm like, going to punish this person. I'm exactly. not going to wrestle them. Ex- exactly. So I, I also think they, they failed to book the match to fit the storyline. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't crazy about this match. Like, you just joked that, like, I don't ever criticize Sasha Banks, but I'm not... I was not a fan of this match. I found it boring. And like I said, I didn't find the booking of the match compelling. I thought it didn't work with the story that they're telling overall. I just, I wasn't a fan of it. I thought the match was definitely better than it had any business being. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, especially because I there, there's no in-ring chemistry that they have. Yeah. They haven't really wrestled each other. So... It's always a, a there's room for disaster when it sure. comes to when, you have when, a new when it comes to this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So, can they put on a better match given more time? I think so. Yeah. Will it happen soon? I hope not. Um, well, now we're going towards the rumble, so who knows what WWE has planned for anybody? This Royal Rumble, I th- I think, can lean only one. One of two ways. And we'll get into that at a later time. We don't have to get into that now. Yeah. So, moving on, we have a tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. The defending champions, New Day, Kofi, and Xavier Woods, versus the Hurt Business, represented by Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Um, and the story of this match, before the, the match even started... Was Cedric Alexander's personality change? How he was the smiley, happy to be here guy, and now he's more aggressive. He went to the hurt business because he needed to make a change. Nothing was happening, so he's done with being smiley guy, and now he's more physically aggressive. <clears throat> that played out throughout the match, um, both to his detriment and to their success. The bell rings, and he runs straight after Kofi, again, being aggressive, and Kofi catches him right off the bat, kicks him straight in the face. And it almost looks like we're going to get a squash job because the New Day is rolling right out the gate. They're doing tag moves. They're executing everything flawlessly, and Cedric Alexander is just, you know, getting pummeled. Eventually, he does get to a spot where he can tag out. 
He rolls out of the ring. MVP gives him some water. He has a talking to. Um, you know, we get to a point where Sheldon Benjamin is doing business. Uh, He's Alex- doing hurt business. Hey. Um, Cedric and Benjamin are, are, are Cedric ben- and Shelton Benjamin are both doing their thing. Um, Shelton hits Xavier Woods with pay dirt, and Xavier Woods sells it like like this is the finisher of all finish moves. And so Cedric is now set up. He's looking at Kofi, and he's waiting for Kofi to because I'm sorry. Let me I skip a little bit. Kofi went to the top turnbuckle, and Shelton Benjamin ran up. And gave him an over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex, which was fantastic. And they were calling it just a suplex. I'm yeah, like, he called first it of a superplex, not. and I was like, it's not a superplex. It's an, I mean, if you must, it's an avalanche over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex. Like, come on. If you're going to call it, yeah. call it. And even then, I thought it was just like a, a double underhook, like, toss. But uh, he, he didn't have him. That's fair. Completely hooked. Because, you know, it's actually it was weird because he had the under right underhook, but he had the mm-hmm. left overhead like a, mm-hmm. like a, like a regular suplex. So I would have gone to the T-bone suplex or ex, an exploder, but it wasn't. No, because he, he didn't grab the, the leg. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, either way, it, it, it looked good and, it you know, it did the job. Um. So Shelton is now waiting for Kofi to get up so he can hit him with pay dirt, presumably, and win the t- and win the match. And as soon as I see where he's positioned, I go, uh, I know what's gonna happen. And of course, uh, Cedric Alexander tags Shelton Benjamin on the back, runs in, hits Kofi with the heck of a lumbar check, and picks up the win. One, two, three. Now at first. Sheldon Benjamin looks upset, but then it's like, well, we won. <laughs> um, listen, we won. We're tag team champions. Exactly. Now. Exactly. I'll, I'll let the kid have his moment to shine. That's exactly like his face went from, boy, are you? All right, whatever. Screw it. You know, like, I was like, man, uh, I guess it's fine. And it's good. It's good because, like, you know, it does tease a wee bit of dissension but at the same time it doesn't you know it's it's unity and then they're they're trash talking the new day together and then lashley comes out you know the united states champion and they're all celebrating and this is something that you and i shade said that we wanted to see and i'm happy to see it tip the hurt business is doing what they're supposed to be doing they're capturing gold uh the only issue now is um the only belt for MVP to win would be the 24-7 championship. Because <laughs> he's not winning the Cruiserweight title. He's not winning the WWE title. So, take the, the 24-7 championship. Now, so he can't win the Cruiserweight anyway. That's what I'm saying. It's like he can't win the Cruiserweight championship. Uh, he's not winning the IC championship. So what he does, he wins the 24-7 championship. And because he has the hurt business around him, nobody wants to come after him. Oh, that's good. I know it's good. And then we get a stable 24-7 champion? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. See, but that... Oh, you know what? I like that. Because then... The only problem I have with this is that it would be too early if they do it now. Because then the stress of 
Lashley, Benjamin, and Alexander fending off, you know, people trying to come after the 24-7 title has to get to them. And then MVP has to, like, berate them for not doing a good enough job every time he almost loses until they turn their back on him. Yeah, he can. I'm the reason why you guys are the champions. I'm the reason this. I'm the reason that. And, and then you they turn can't, on him. Yeah, exactly. I did all this for you. I do this for you. And you can't have my back. I've had your back. And you can't have my back. I got to worry about this. I got to worry about. Yep. I like that. It's a good, it's a good story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you and I are the only ones that were happy that the Hurt Business won. Well, we don't like we don't worship the ground that is new we don't pray at the the house of new day um i think this can also lead to some dissension between kofi and xavier oh that let them go on their own let them go on their own ways now also but they'll just be relegated to the mid card there there's no like as a tag team that's their ceiling also, the fact that Cedric Alexander pinned former WWE champion Kofi Kingston just shows <laughs> the upside that Cedric Alexander has. Blue chip stock. Future WWE champion Cedric Alexander. This is like beating a pinning a WWE champion clean. No problem. Man. Sky's the limits for this kid. <laughs> we were jokingly talking about that in the group chat. And I was like, oh, Mustafa Ali better watch out. You know what happened last C- time? Cedric, Cedric Mania. Cedric Mania. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the next match for another tag team championships, the women's. WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Defending champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on the team of Asuka and a partner to be determined. And we find out very quickly who her partner is. Who I called (sighs) easily. The return of the queen, Charlotte Flair. Boo. Boo. Flippin' boo. Face Charlotte sucks. Sucks. And they're, they're over there hugging. Uh, Asuka and her are hugging. And I was like, man, just turn on her on Monday Night Raw. That's it. Turn on her on Monday Night Raw. Set up Asuka versus Charlotte. Um, Naya and um, Basler win the belts back, and that's it. You give Charlotte her one reign, and that's it. The only way that I'm happy about this is if, like you said, if Charlotte turns on Oscar tomorrow night, and then, ugh, I hate. I think I'm a puke to saying this. Charlotte wins the Royal Rumble. She won last year. Did she? Yeah. Who was the champion last year? She uh, took on Rhea oh, Ripley. Oh, Ripley. Right, right, right. That, ugh, man. Uh, okay, never mind. I was going to say if she wins the Rumble 
and then we can set up an inverse of the last time. Asuka won it to face Charlotte as the champion at WrestleMania, and this time Charlotte wins the Rumble to face Asuka, who's the champion at WrestleMania, and Asuka gets her win back. But I don't want Charlotte winning two in a row, so never mind. Yeah. I think Bailey wins the Royal Rumble this year. Or Bianca Belair, who they're, they're I don't know. You know what? I, I take it all back. I have no idea what the hell they're gonna do for that's, W like for the Royal Rumble. What I'm saying that's what I said before. I, I have no idea where they're going with any of their Royal Rumble bookings. Because look look who are the champions. We got Drew, Roman, Asuka, and Sasha, right? Who conceivably can win the Rumble to set up an interesting storyline with either of those four. Jimmy, a returning Jimmy Uso? No. Um, a debuting Rhea Ripley? Mm. I, I, that's, that's doable. I can't think of anybody else. Anybody else on SmackDown to face Sasha? We've like I'm not interested. None of it sounds entertaining to me. Same thing yeah. on Raw. There's no one in the in the Roman's division to face Asuka that's gonna tickle my pickle. Yeah. And then the storylines on Raw and SmackDown for the men are like kind of locked in. So I don't know. I don't know. Does Kevin Owens win the Rumble to face Roman? No, 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 no. Please, God, no. There's no one that's hot that has fan support right now. Big E isn't ready for a word, like a, for, for that yet. They have him goofing around with Sami Zayn on the pre-show. What is he going to do? Come on. And just to lose mm. to Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania? Come on. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll start seeing tomorrow when they start setting stuff up. So, Asuka and Charlotte um, taking on Jax and Shayna. And the match was quick. Another quick match. Um... This felt, I don't know, longer. Like, it felt shorter than the actual time. They went 10 minutes and 5 seconds. I felt like they wrestled for 5 minutes. Um, the one bad outcome I don't, like, that I that, like, I hate it from the match is you have Charlotte hit the natural selection and pin Shayna. Yeah. Shayna, a year ago, was a monster. Now, she's losing clean to Charlotte. Well, look what happened to Asuka. So, it's a little upsetting, but I'll, I'll get over it. I don't like that, that she lost to the natural selection. Because I feel like WWE can't make up their mind if that's going to be her signature setup or her finish. I thought the figure eight was her finish. Like... What are we doing here, folks? Well, it's it's her finish if she doesn't want, you know, a sub. It, the figure eight is her submission finish. 
just like natural selection. She's beaten people with natural selection before. Yeah, but she's also just used it as a setup move. Yeah. If it plays into the story, that's, that's when she'll use it, you know? If she needs a quick, like a... So, what was it? Becky Lynch had somebody in the disarm her. She hits the natural selection to beat her. I was like, that's oh, yeah, how yeah, yeah, I remember that. that. That started the whole man thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, natural selection, Shayna Baszler eats the pin, and we have new champions. Um, I didn't think this was... Uh, I wasn't going to be as satisfied, and I'm not... It's like this whole build-up with uh, Lana now. And they they gave off like these foo-foo injury reports from Lana, that she has a torn something or another. And I was like, ah, you know what? Get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, oh, she has a torn uh, MCL or in a, a fracture this. And, uh, and I was like, okay. Okay, please. Please stop. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to say about this whole shenanigans. I mean, you were ranting in the uh, group chat. Yeah, I mean, I. I've made my look. Charlotte has no business being a face. Oscar has no business being friendly to Charlotte. I hate what they've done to Oscar. Oscar should want her win back. I just. I don't. I don't care. I ranted enough on the weekly. I'm not, I can't do this. Too tired. <laughs> Shall we move on, sir? Yes, sir. We move on to what I thought would have been the main event, but twas not. Which was the second of the TLC ladder matches. We had Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship, or the Blue Universal Championship, if you will, versus. Kevin Owens. Um, I thought this match was fun. I liked it. I thought this, was, I thought it was better than the uh, the opening one. Um, I mean, look, I'm not surprised. I'm about to get all like indie nerd here, but we're talking about Kevin Owens, formerly Kevin Steen, who used to have you know ladder wars with El Generico that were some of the best ladder matches I've ever seen in my life. So you put Kevin Owens in a match of ladders. I expect nothing but greatness. I'm not surprised. Uh, good match. Uh, easily, in my opinion, best match of the night. Yeah. Um, it was essentially a two-on-one match from from the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they did a good job. Um. It was a lot of Roman beating down Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens saying like you're not you're like you have to kill me. Um, the spot where Roman spears attempts to spear him through the barricade, mm-hmm. and KO moves, and Roman just hits like eats dirt essentially. Mm-hmm. The way that that sounded. 
it sounded like it hurt. Yeah. They were, it sounded like... Yeah, I'm sorry. It sounded like a car crash. Like, Roman hit that with speed. Yeah. There was a, a spot in the match where there was a table propped up in the corner. And Roman speared Kevin Owens straight through it. And he, like, this was a spear that was delivered with vigor. Like, mm-hmm. the same way that you said that he picked up speed on that barricade spot, man. Mm. I was like, boy, like, do you, y'all, y'all beefing for real? Because that spear through the table in the ring was just nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, these, they went at it. They went, they went for it. You know, everyone involved went for it. And I appreciate that. Um, there were table spots on the announced tables, table spots in the in the ring, table spots outside of the ring, power bombs, spears, Superman punches, uh, going through the ladders, going through everything. Like, it was just you, whatever you're looking for in a TLC match, you got, you know, you got a little bit of everything, a little bit out of 10. The only so there was, I have two things that bothered me about this match one was they would set up this big, like, cataclysmic down, right? Where, like, Roman went through the barricade. Oh, he went through the barricade. And so Kevin Owens runs, well, he gets his way into the ring. He's going up the ladder. And he's almost at the final rung. And then Roman is just there. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Or... You know, he puts Roman through the announce table and he buries him and all this stuff. He gets up to the ladder, he's up to the final rung, and then Roman is just there. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens gets put through something and it looks like Roman, this clear skies, and all of a sudden, you know, Kevin Owens is just there. Like, they sell these spots like they're dead. And then, just like that, they're there. And I'm like, <sighs> you, you can't sell me that they got rocked to Gibraltar and then they're just they're back up on their feet and in the right spot five seconds later you know yeah that bugged me um and the ending the 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 finish was too much back and forth was too much of oh he's gonna win oh no he's gonna win 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 it was just it was too much for me in my opinion um but other than that I thought the match was good I thought it was fun. Um, they told every story they had to tell. The story of Kevin Owens being resilient, told. The story of Roman Reigns being violent and, and aggressive, told. The story of Jay Uso doing everything he can to help Roman, told. You know, like, everything that they're trying to accomplish with this match, I feel they accomplished. Just those two mm-hmm. little things that I didn't like about the match. Um, I don't think I have anything I didn't like about the match. I mean, yeah, no, I don't. I there wasn't anything that stood out that I was like, I was like, man, this is egregious. I don't. Like, yeah, but I think they did a a, a decent job. Um, with the storytelling, I th- I thought it was just a little too much Jey Uso. Okay, I can see that. I think it was just a little too much Jey Uso for my taste. Um, because well, it made it seem like now Roman can't do anything without the family. Mm, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, okay. I didn't see it that way, but I can see that. 
I can see it's that. It's like, yeah, we understand you're the head of the table and, you know, let everybody else do thy bidding and whatnot, but come on. Like, you're laying it on a little too strong with Jay Uso helping literally at every turn, you know? See, I saw it, more it, of Jay willingly doing whatever he can to help Roman rather no, than I, Roman needing. Yes, absolutely. It's just Jay trying to prove his worth to Roman. Right. But to me, it's coming across as Roman Roman being weak because all he's using is Jay to like, do his bidding. Gotcha. I gotcha. I get what you're saying. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. Having Jay, um, Jay involved so many times in the match kind of like turned me off a bit. I mean, they were also hammering the point that it was a two-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like they said it all the time. And I think that's part of why they did so much Jey Uso. But I completely get what you're saying. I 100% understand where you're coming from. I mean, this feud is definitely not over. Um, Kevin's definitely going to, oh, oh, Roman, you didn't beat me. You know, um, you didn't pin me. You have know, let's let, get involved. Let, let's do this. You versus me. No, Nobody else at ringside. And see who's the better man. Mm-hmm. Like they can definitely do that. Be like, have that at uh, at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, think the the nut punch <laughs> and the the guillotine was a lackluster way to end it for me. I was just like, oh man, the match was so good. Why'd you end it like this? Yeah. And Ro- like um Kevin Owens automatically goes out, like he's knocked out from yeah. his- I was all right, I'm done. I was like, goodbye. You know, it's unfortunate that lumberjack matches are typically junk and that they're usually like just random SmackDown or Raw matches. Because I think that had they had a history of booking them well. A Royal Rumble lumberjack match for these two would have been perfect because it stops Jay from interfering and it keeps it to just one on one. And you can have all the faces who, you know, are tired of Roman Reigns because what we could do is from here until the Rumble at Roman Reigns just, you know, bullying people, not like overtly, but like. Big dogging everybody. Mm-hmm. And so then you have the faces who are, you know, they're fed up with Roman. And so they're doing everything in their power to make sure Jay doesn't get involved in the match. And that's the the, the majority of the match is you have just Roman and, and Kevin Owens. And every time Roman seems like he may lose, Jay tries to interfere, but the Lumberjacks don't let him. And then, you know, Roman still comes out on top, which is fine. But... Just that, like, I don't want to see a boring singles match with these two. You know, yeah. how do we eliminate the Jey Uso conundrum? So, to me, like, that's something that they could do to mix it up and to eliminate Jey Uso. But, again, Lumberjack matches on a Royal Rumble card is not going to cut it. So. Yeah. So, the last match was the Firefly Inferno match. <laughs> between the fiend Bray Wyatt and Randall Keith, Randall Randall Keith. This match, 
this match off like from Jump Street, somebody's getting lit on set on fire. Mm-hmm. Randy's in Randy's in a in a um jeans and sweatshirt. Jeans and a sweatshirt. Like he's in a a zipper hoodie. Yeah. The fiend has his jacket on the whole time. And I'm just like, oh God, you guys make it so hot that like <laughs> pun intended. And then I don't remember who said it in the group chat, but like, isn't this an inferno match? Where's Tommy, the fire? Tommy Boy said it. And that and then there's just like instead of it being around the ring, it's around the barricade and there's poles on fire. I was like, oh god, this is so goofy. <laughs> and then they would queue up whenever there was contact made on the barricades or whatever. Then then the um the edit the edit job when Randy's in the the rocking chair and the fiend sets the floor on fire and it clearly just like there's no fire there. It cuts. Randy's jumping out. It cuts back to the chair. The chair's on fire now. I was like, "Come on!" I, I saw better editing in your 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 final project video that you sent me <laughs> on Friday. Thanks. I think for the backhanded compliment. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my lord. And then, uh, the 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 end. The end of the match, there's no. They're fighting outside the ring, and Randy pushes the fiend into the fire. His back is on fire. He ha- he has a flame on his leg. And then he he runs after Randy Orton, on fire. No 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 bell, no nothing. Randy Orton. Hits the RKO of the fiend getting back, like while the fiend's getting up, and he, the fiend's just dead now. Like fire and the RKO, <laughs> and he's just not moving. <laughs> and R- Randy gets the 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 gas canister and just starts dousing the fiend, and it's just like, oh boy, here we go. I was like, how are they going to pull this off? It's like, the Fiend's kind of like, like not in his, like he's in his clothes still, but you can tell that he's wearing like a suit now, like a, I don't know, like a flame retardant suit or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, the problem is that gasoline definitely soaked into his hair. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to light him on fire... The man's going to burn. Yeah. He has a plastic mask on, yep. which is going to melt to his face. Yep. They're not going to set him on fire. No. And they're not going to set him on fire. Thrill, yes. please, please tell us, what did the WWE <laughs> do to The Fiend? So what they did, when you weren't paying attention, folks, is they edited it out, The Fiend, and they put in a stunt dummy. <laughs> Dressed up as a fiend, laying motionless. His hands were deflated. Oh, come on, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say he had no hands. He had no, no hands. No hands. <laughs> he had no hands. His, his dreadlocks were thicker. Like, come on, man. 
the first the, the first 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 thing first thing before I even thought about examining this dummy this dummy was like all right, look at dummy. His, <laughs> like look at his chest is he breathing or not chest does not move I'm like that's a dummy and then they show a close up and you see his non hands and I go oh boy they couldn't even get a good dummy like ugh. You couldn't get a cadaver. Oh my god! Not a cadaver. I've watched, I I've watched um you know, Deadliest Warrior. You know they had like oh, the silicone, so the, the silicone like you know replica. He's not paying for that. Are you nuts? How much could it cost them? Honestly, Vince is so cheap. Do you not see the way he operates his business, firing people just to maintain profits? He's not going to spend money on the on a. On the, the the gelatin silicone whatever, he's not doing that. He'd rather just get like a, a an old driver's ed crash test dummy. And they couldn't it, fill his hands with pork chops or chicken breasts or something like. You tell me the they, couldn't, so they couldn't go down the strip in Tampa and find a, a, a clothing store and borrow a mannequin. It was so poorly done. So bad. It was so bad. And 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 Tom Phillips and and Byron Saxton and Samoa Joe are trying their damnedest to sell, to sell us yeah. on this being the murder of a man. Don't do this, Randy. Don't do. Oh my God! What did we just witnessed, Randy? What have you done? What have you done? I was like, first of all, why are you surprised? He lit the man's house on fire last year, or two years ago. He's twice. He He's burnt tried the to kill this man twice. House. Two years ago. Salud. <laughs> he tried to light him on fire the other day. I'm like what? Y'all cannot be surprised that Randy Orton is a murderous man. <laughs> Second of all. This is now the second wrestler who's tried to murder the fiend. Seth Rollins did it last year. And now, or was that this year? Was Hell in a Cell this year or last year? Then he tried, no, last year. Last year. Last year's Hell in a Cell when he tried to murder the fiend. And now Randy Orton has attempted murder on the fiend while we watched his prosthetic face get melted in and caved in because that's what happens to your face. When you're on fire for literally five seconds. Oh, gosh. It was dumb. So dumb. Oh, man. And then we get the watermark. And I still ain't hear no bell. <laughs> the match never ended. <laughs> still going. Who won? I don't know. It was like Randy Marsh is like, I didn't hear no bell. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. It's a no contest. Randy left the ring. It's a no contest. So in the wiki, it does say Randy defeated the fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but there was no bell. He wasn't defeated. It's a no contest. I'm just like, all right, whatever. <sighs> oh boy. Shays, let's do what we do, shall we? Yeah. First things first. Let's I'm let's the realist. Let's cut to the chase. Our best match of the night, and why is it Roman versus J- uh, Kevin Owens? Yeah, I was gonna go with this the hurt business winning the championships, but nah, 
Roman and, and Kevin Owens deserve it. Yeah. The tag match comes in second for me. But, yeah. Okay. And shall we toe-pay it up? Absolutely. So, while other shows have star ratings or letter grades or uh, percentages, what we do here is we give them toe-pays. You get no topes if you're an abomination to wrestling. And you get five topes if you are the truest definition of professional wrestling at its apple core. Huh? Huh? So did there? Hmm. So, Shades, starting at a lovely 2.5, where does TLC 2020, how many topes does it get for you? Okay, so, Lord, um, Drew and AJ with the Miz brings it to a three. Okay. Uh, Carmella and Sasha leave it at a three. The Hurt Business, the Hurt Business leaves it at a three. Okay. Um. Oscar and Charlotte leave it at a three. Okay. Roman and Kevin three point five. Okay. Randy and the Fiend. Oh man. Randy and the Fiend. Uh, this is a. Uh, I'll I'll leave it at a three. I'll drop it by half because of of the poorly put together stunt dummy. Okay, that's fair. Um, I. Starting at 2.5. Have the opening TLC match. We'll stay at a 2.5. Sasha versus Carmella just barely stays at a 2.5. Like, I'm I'm strongly considering bumming it down to a 2. Her business and the New Day. Let's go 2.75. Asuka and Charlotte. Versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, that stays at a two seven five. Roman and Kevin Owens goes up to a three, and then Orton and Bray Wyatt knocks it way down. Oh God, how how bad do I want them to do this? Definitely at least a two point five. How harsh do I want to be? You know what? It's the holiday season. I'm feeling generous. It'll stay at a two point five. It'll come down to 2.5 and stay there. Okay. I was I was somewhere between a 3 and a 2.5. Yeah. I don't feel like this pay-per-view deserves to be a 3. I agree. That's why I'm like... But I don't want to like be biased or do something like crazy because... Just because they deserve it. Yeah. So that's why I'm sticking at a 3, but... In my heart of hearts, like this definitely is uh, uh, just a right down the middle of the road type pay per view. Yeah. And it gets a three. Yeah. 
I th- like I said, for me, you know, it was a lot of average, 2.5, right? And then you have two matches who are just above average, and then you have the mm-hmm. one that's below average. So they, they average each other out to an average. You know, 2.5 is a 2.5 is a 2.5. Yeah. <sighs> and there you have it, folks. That is our recap and review of WWE's TLC 2020. Live from the Thunderdome, well, sort of live, I guess, from the Tropicana Field in Tampa, Florida. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes of the ears as humanly possible because, boy, do we appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare and Candidate Major, English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I... Ooh, excuse me. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I is. Whoa, what? 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. There you go. Third, third time's a charm. Oof. <laughs> Joined by my head roll life, mate. Tell them who you are, brother. I am the women's pet, the men's regret. <laughs> you bet against shades. You made a bad bet. The man of the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, the general, your champion, Shades. <laughs> Folks, don't forget to check out all of our episodes, our weekly episodes, and our other recap and reviews. Last week, this week, next week, every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad wrestling away. Peace. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.